You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. Um, I want to wrap the show uh, quickly talking about um, this important offseason the Knicks have with at least one Eastern Conference GM thinking that the team could be willing to move on from its defensive anchor in order to land a coveted star. So the NBA exec talked to NBA writer Sean Devaney of Heavy.com. He says that the Knicks could use Mitchell Robinson as an asset in a bigger trade. The GM said they have felt out the market on him because he is an old school kind of center, good rim protector and rebounder, but he does not want to shoot past three or four feet. And he's not much of a passer. The Bulls have some interest, but it's doubtful that would come back up. Dallas too, but again, there are no pieces that match up. There is not much of a market there for him. So he is their guy. They could move him along if it is part of a bigger package, though. So Mitch is heading into the second year of a four-year $60 million contract that he signed this past offseason. Tommy, do you think the Knicks uh, will look or should look to shop uh, Mitchell Robinson uh, this offseason? Yeah, I don't think it, I, I wouldn't prioritize it. Um, I think Mitch Robinson is relatively adequately paid. I think, you know, he's yeah. when he's healthy and, and playing well. Um, he's obviously a major contributor. We saw his, you know, the, what he brings to the table in the Cleveland series when he played arguably the best basketball of his career. And then we saw the flip side um, when Bam Adebayo thoroughly outplayed him um, in the Miami series. Um, and as noted, you know, it's it, which is kind of what we all know. There's, there's, you know, there's he's a limited kind of lane um, in, in terms of how we can impact the game. Um, the fact that his free throw shooting continues to get worse three, four, yeah. five years into his career, obviously a concern. Um, the health injuries, uh, the, the, the durability concerns are, are, are still there. Um, if anything, you might be selling high now because, you know, you know, he's, he's able to get through a, a regular season relatively unscathed. It seems like the next, you know, two month injuries around the corner with, 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 with Mitch Rob at all times, you know, the flip side of the coin is, um, you know, what you're getting in him. Um, you know, he, you know, he, he fits in the current roster construct because you never have to run plays for him. Um, it, the best offensive rebounder in the league, there is solid terrific value there um in, in, in that specific skill so um but there's also guys comparable to him you know uh, nick claxton and jared allen and clint capella and these these guys are i don't want to say he's imminently replaceable um but you can get the kind of those high-flying athletic centers um you know uh you, you, they're out there uh, maybe not in the same class as mitch rob but um you know there's that that type of thing as well yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think that it's not something that I I would be saying. Hey, we got to get him out of New York. Like, like you can't win with Mitchell Robinson. Like, right. he, he. I mean, he helped them. He was one of the most important players in that first series against Cleveland. His ability to yep. dominate the glass and dominate Jared Allen was one of the reasons why the Knicks were able to dominate the Cleveland Cavaliers. So uh, I'm not necessarily looking to shop Mitchell Robinson. I do think that some of his deficiencies, you know, were, were clear as day in that series against the Miami Heat. Fact that you don't have a five that can stretch the floor was that allowing the Heat to clog the paint and play a lot of zone. Um, the fact that he's such a bad free throw shooter at times allowed the Heat to just foul him endlessly in the series to avoid uh, easy baskets. So he he has some holes in his game. He has some weaknesses, and, and I think that's something that the Knicks will have to um, consider when they come into this offseason. They say, hey, when we look at other options. Is there a better fit potentially at the five, even if we lose a little bit of defense, even if we lose a little bit of rebounding, but maybe we get a more reliable score, a more reliable uh, floor spacer? Like, I think all of these things are on the table, but I think Mitch played too well in that Cleveland series to just say, okay, it's time for him to, to get out of here. Now, if you're telling me you have a, a clear option that is a better option, then I, I would have no problem getting rid of him. 
But but right now, I would say that I would I would pump the brakes on necessarily shopping Mr. Robinson. If that makes sense. Agreed. Um, and I, I, there's no reason to, you don't have to be motivated to do it. But the other thing to keep in mind is Isaiah Hardenstein can fill in at center as well. So there's, yeah. there's other options there. As well. And that's kind of why I think I can see the Knicks looking around and saying, "Hey, you know," and then you know, this GM said that there really is a market market for Mitch, which is not that surprising. But that maybe he could be an asset in a trade for a star. I can see the Knicks doing that. I can see the Knicks saying, "Hey, Isaiah Hardenstein showed that he could do the job as a starting center. If you do get a star in here um, and you downgrade slightly with Isaiah Hardenstein as your starter, and maybe Jericho Sims comes in, not he's your backup." I can see the Knicks doing that. And I think that's why this Eastern Conference GM said what he said, and, and that's something I think is on the table. But um, but as I do think that if you're talking about. To say, hey, who wants Mitchell Robinson? What can we get for him? I think that uh, the Knicks, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily be willing to just throw that out. And that would be a different conversation. Absolutely.